Welcome to the Two Cent Dad podcast, where we interview dads to discuss their journeys of intentional fatherhood while doing work they care about and living a life of purpose. I'm your host, Mike Sudik. Being able to be in flow or the level above deep work, as it's called deep work, where you really are, are learning new cognitive skills and really using your brain, is something that uh, people don't train for. Uh, and you need to train it to be able to do it. And it's the only skill left that you can learn just you know, by reading something online that you have to practice really hard, but it's also a really valuable skill. This episode features Anders Peterson. He's the founder of TimeBlock, which is a web app that focuses on getting teams into the state of flow, uh, which is a concept that most might call in the zone which is the process of breaking down work into chunks and focusing on doing one thing at a time. It's a powerful concept and really impact it with him in the episode and how it applies in the workplace and at home in really being present in what you're doing and focused on what you're doing and not trying to multitask and get too scattered in different things. So let's jump into the episode. Anders Peterson is here with me on the podcast, and Anders um, runs a very cool software company out of Denmark, um, which is very interesting to me, and I wanted to have him on the podcast because your software product deals with kind of like communication, productivity with teams, and when I was reading through what you guys did, I was like, there's a lot of um, principles here that almost apply to parenting, you know, like... um, in just kind of relationship building. So why don't you give like the outline of, of what your product does and your company does? Yeah. Hi, Mike. And thank you. Yeah. Um, basically, it's a methodology for working. And, and what it does is that in our working day, we, we divide the working day into two blocks of time where we are trying to be in flow. Uh, so it's, it's a methodology that optimizes uh, makers time and flow uh, and and is all centered about being in flow for the maker uh, and and because the manager is not allowed to disturb the maker during the week uh, we have a weekly meeting like in a lot of agile uh, methodology where we where we talk about what 10 blocks are we going to work on this week what progress will we make what is our most uh, must win battles for this week our goals for this week so we have have a talk about goals we have a talk about what we did get done and didn't get done last week's. So we have always have 10 blocks planned. And, and then we talk about, I got these eight done and these two I didn't get done because this and that. And then we talk about the learning. What will we do differently this week? And uh, yeah, whenever whenever I'm out talking about it, there's always somebody leaning over the table and saying, can you apply this at home too? <laughs> and, and, you know, the basis, the basic for the methodology is that to be happy, you have to be in flow. Uh, Michael, whatever his name is, who, who started writing about flow, he has a TED talk where he actually just says that flow is happiness. So if you want to think back at something and think back at it with a happy memory about it, you have to have been in flow. That's why people working for Steve Jobs in, in Apple's early day, where they work like 16 or 20 hours a day uh, for long, long period of time, think back at it happily, as the best time of their life because yeah. they were in flow all the time and they didn't have, you know, kids or uh, 
uh, spouses or anything that that took them out of flow. They could just concentrate on working. So, well, hey, this and, is this and, is a fatherhood podcast, so we don't want to like discourage that. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> no, but the thing is that if you take this concept of of flow and and move it to your to your home base, y- you realize that you cannot both do the dishes and be present for your child and have a conversation with your wife. So you have to choose what you do. Mm. So for example, today, which is a, a national holiday in Denmark, it's Friday. Um, and I was tired because my wife had been in Barcelona all week. So I've been alone with the kids and, and work. So, and they were invited to some family, uh, you know, spring garden, something, something, whatever. And I was like, no, if I'm too be present the rest of the weekend. I need a block of time for myself where I could go on a long walk and, and do some reading or some fun computer stuff or whatever. So instead of saying yes to things and then ruining the rest of the blocks for the weekend because I was too, I would have been too preoccupied on thinking that I didn't get my time off, I took a block of time, four hours, and said, these four hours are for me. I can do whatever I want. So I, I, I took a long two-hour walk listen to some podcast out in the summer spring sun you know <laughs> finally you can have your jacket open in Denmark <laughs> and um, so so that way it applies also to your private life you know so you have five blocks during the work week five evenings where you can do one thing properly or proper properly or two things badly so you can't both create a big dinner and be present uh, for the kids to play with. So you have to always have to choose. Mm. So I think a lot of the methodology from our working environment uh, in TimeBlock, uh, in, in my business, has crept into all of our lives. And, and we are more focused on when we do something, we do it 100% or we, we, we don't do it. Yeah, I think you're – and you raise a good point because you said – you mentioned ruining the other blocks of time because you were making a mistake in the block you were in, which was trying to multitask or saying, hey, I can talk to my wife and catch up on an email and play with my you know, my child. It's like, nah, it doesn't work. But not only does it not work, it ruins the later blocks because either then you – are scatterbrained, you're tired, or you just flow into three blocks and you're one third in, in different activities. So I think that's so yeah. important though. Yeah, and, and you know, flow is not, even though you're playing, you know, flow requires you to play and to have fun and be relaxed. And and even though you are with other people, you can be in a flow playing with your kids or, or doing the dishes or, or doing a, a cooking dinner if you're into that, that kind of stuff. So, so it's all about doing one thing at a time and doing it properly. Uh, and, and that gives you happiness. So instead of, you know, having had a weekend where you have tried to do 10 things and failed at all of them and you go to work Monday thinking, Oh, I didn't get anything done during the weekend. As many people go home Friday thinking, Oh, I didn't get anything done during the week. If you plan for four things or five things or six things in the weekend, you have more time you can actually get something done where you're present. And then the rest of the time might just be Netflix uh, watching or uh, binge watching a new series or mm-hmm. whatever. But if you have set aside a block of time and reserved it and, and communicated it to the family that for these four hours, I will, you know, we can do this together. Um, you will be able to go to work Monday and thinking, wow, I, I, I had that period of 
time together with my family. Yeah. You mentioned too, communicating to your family. You know, I think that's that being on the same page with that is, is huge too, because, you know, you mentioned ha- having a walk, you know, uh, while, and you're saying, I, I need this time because I know I need to kind of recharge my batteries. Um, sounds like that's, it's been a process for you, you know, just reading in your history and how you guys got into, to forming time block. But, you know, having those conversations of, Hey, I need to have this, you know, two hour block where I'm just going to read or I'm going to go out and exercise or something on my own because I'm going to be a better husband and a father later in the weekend or something, you know, but you don't want to, you know, I mean, personally for me, I don't want to, you don't want to have that conversation because you feel selfish or you just do want to avoid the confrontation and then you end up spoiling all the blocks, like you said, the rest of the weekend, you know? Yeah. And it's been a, it's been a process for me learning to take my time and I'm still nowhere perfect at it. But this time I was so, my need was so big that I already Thursday, uh, when my wife, when we picked up my wife in the airport and we, on the way home, I said, and she said, my cousin has invited us over for, for dinner tomorrow or something. I said, I'm pretty tired. Uh, so let's <laughs> talk about it tomorrow, but I'd probably stay home and, and you and the kid can go uh, because I knew that I, I really was, you know, mentally tired and needed some quiet time. Um, so I already warned the day before and, and now I'm ready for a weekend where we're going out shopping for a hamster for the kid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm all prepared for that and I have all the energy in the world to drive her wherever we need to go to find that hamster she needs. So, so that's also cool that I've had my needs fulfilled now so I can fulfill other people's needs. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Um, so you mentioned the book Flow by Mikhail and um, – were there any other resources that around this idea or concept, whether it's in the workplace or parenting, that you felt that were pretty valuable as you explored this concept? Yeah, well, I've, I've, it's something, first of all, it's, it's not something that I sat down and invented. It's something that happened. You know, I did some changes in my, I have a consultancy business and I did some changes in how we did projects and, and planned our day because something wasn't working. And, you know, three weeks after I did that, which became time block <laughs> three months later, but three weeks after I started these changes, I realized that I had started sleeping so much better in my consultancy. So, so that was really a, a wake up call for me, you know. Um, and I've been inspired by a lot of people. Uh, Joe Spalski wrote a long time ago a blog post about their new working environment at uh, Fog Creek Software where he put people working on the same project, you know, 30 feet apart. Uh, and they all have uh, single person offices and they didn't use some instant communication. So if you were to ask somebody on this working on the same project, something you had to get up and walk 30 feet, mm-hmm. which made people try to figure it out themselves. So they disturbed each other less. So that was kind of a, okay, that's really clever because disturbance takes like 25 minutes of flow away from you. Yeah. So every time you can do something that forces people to do the work themselves, that helps. The the blocking, the time blocking, you know, the half days of of blocks was actually something that uh, Rob and Mike discussed on the startup for the rest of us podcast, where Mike was like, "Oh, it's not always you can divide everything into small uh, pieces of 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 work," and and Rob was like, he said something. Uh, and now I'm paraphrasing that 
when his developers came to him with you know, two days of work with one description, he said, you have to divide it into half-day blocks. And that was kind of my aha moment about that, because of course a developer can divide something into half-day blocks. You know, pretty good if you're a good developer and you have a project that takes a week or part of a project that takes a week, you can divide it into 10 discrete steps. Um, and the plus side of that has since shown that, you know, developers, they estimate in flow time. So if they say something takes two hours, it's actually three hours on the clock because they need a lead in and lead out. So, mm-hmm. so that's a better way of estimating. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of other people has, has inspired me. Uh, also, uh, Daniel Pink, start with why, and um, no, not Daniel Pink. Oh, um, Simon Sinek, start with why, and yeah. Daniel Pink's uh, Drive book both have really uh, inspired me to some of the changes I did in my company. So, so a lot of places, and and I just pieced it together to something that is easily communicated. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I think it's something that you know, just culturally, environmentally. We're, it's all that instant messaging. It's instant everything. And that is such a hindrance to flow. But I think about like with kids growing up now, it's like you can text someone instantly. You can, there's all this expectation that everything is right away. Um, and you know, you just wonder the effects of that on kids growing up in that environment, you know, and how can you, I, I think you're modeling that, you know, to in your, in your household to say this, you know, we're, breaking it up into these chunks and not this constant buzz of reaction, which I think leads to the ADDs and all of that, you know, that people try to say is a big epidemic, you know, um, it's more of a cultural thing, which I think is, is so critical. I totally agree. And, and I just recently read a new book called Deep Work by Cal Newport, uh, which is really interesting. One of the things he says is that, um, being able to be in flow or the level above deep work, as he calls deep work, where you really are, are learning new cognitive skills or really using your brain, is something that uh, people don't train for. Uh, mm-hmm. And you need to train it to be able to do it. And it's the only skill left that you can learn just you know by reading something online that you have to practice really hard. But it's also a really valuable skill that if you train yourself in, being in flow for long periods of time, you have a skill that will make you a top 1% in whatever you're doing. Um, and he also says that, uh, you know, if you have to check your Facebook every five minutes, uh, you, you, your brain gets used to this dopamine rush. Mm-hmm. It gets every time you get a like or a retweet or whatever. Uh, and you have to train your brain to not being, being hungry for these, uh, these dopamine fixes all the time. So it's, it's, it's something you can train and it's really hard when you realize that's what you're doing. So I, for example, installed the newsfeed eradicator in my face in Google Chrome. So I can't, I can't see the newsfeed on Facebook anymore. <laughs> uh, and the first three weeks, you know, I, I turned on Facebook all the time and, and looked at some inspirational quote and was like, Oh, Jesus Christ, how I'm really addicted to this. <laughs> and of course, youth are worse. But again, when you discover that something like flow and deep work is something you can easily train by putting away the phone, putting away Facebook and Twitter and all that, uh, you realize you have the power to, to do that. And, and then it's up to us as parents to 
train our kids in staying in flow mm. um, and, and not interrupt them all the time when they're doing something, whether it's playing Lego or drawing or watching Netflix while playing Lego and drawing, you know, <laughs> let them do that for an hour or two and really stay in that moment. Uh, I think that's a good thing to teach them. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's, it is the big differentiator. It's interesting you said that it's, it's almost a, then a differentiator that is taught and it's, you know, it's not like you have to get a degree or anything else. It's like, you can learn that, but because everyone else is not going to have that skill, the deep work, it's going to differentiate you. And especially yeah. talking about training kids, you know, that's, they, that becomes a competitive advantage for them, you know, wherever they go it's and whatever they do. You know, when I look at those of my friends who have made multi-million dollar exits during the years, those who have done the best business-wise has all been people who are not on Facebook. Some of them are, don't even have an account. You know, they are just working all day long uh, for 10 years, hard, deep work, being in flow, doing the work, and, and it pays off. Mm. It, it really pays off. And I've I've been addicted to news and addicted to Facebook. So, you know, three years ago, I stopped reading news altogether, all fear-mongering news, so I only read <laughs> uh, tech news. Uh, that takes away some of the uh, addiction, and then you can slowly peel away layers of addiction on your attention. And and I got a much longer attention span now. I can work for several hours without, you know, checking anything. Uh, but just a few years ago, I, I wasn't able to do that. So that's something we have been really training the last six months in, in our consultancy and, and in our work, in my business, that we all train this deep work and it's it has moved people so much. It's so incredible to see how they become better so much faster when they focus on, whenever they feel the pain of, 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 of this hunger for dopamine and, mm-hmm. and you know, they're going out, going slowly out of flow, they just refocus back on what they're doing, understanding that this is just their brain trying to fuck with them, and then focus back on on, on going into flow again. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm so lucky that I, I have only one kid, so when I'm home, I, I only have one to, to take care of. But <laughs> I have three employees, so I have three other kids, which I can experiment on. And, and you know, it's, it's the same thing you have to do to motivate people. Uh, if it's kids or grown-ups, it's just a different language sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see how it affects their life and then do it, do the same thing at home, you know, encouraging the kid to just work longer and, and staying in flow. Well, I'm feeling very convicted about my addictions to dopamine right now. I, I hope you know. <laughs> so I feel like I have a lot of homework to do. But, <laughs> but, I think, but I think it's really valuable. I think it's a lesson that people need to hear. And I think, you know, just the show notes of this show will be good with all the resources you mentioned, you know, for people to have homework to go back and tackle this issue of, of getting into flow. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I also removed Facebook from my phone and, and, and stuff like that just to really press myself into a situation where I can, whenever I see distraction from flow, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. So I become, it becomes, I become painfully aware that now I'm again seeking a dopamine rush from something. And and again, if you just get a few seconds to notice that, you can stop it and reverse it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I, I also started meditating, with, with also, which also helps you noticing when your brain is kind of 
running around doing something different that you wanted to. So, so that's also a good training on, on focusing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. No, that's, <laughs> I, I feel, I'm feeling super convicted right now, <laughs> but I think, I think it's an important thing that is not talked about enough because everything is just that is around us is propagating this distraction mentality that, you know, yeah. this, you need to respond, you need to be ever present on every social network and on and on, you know, but. And, and when you look at kids and you look, I don't know when you give kids in the States, but our kid is almost eight and she's not going to get a phone this year. So, so, you know, we really, she has an, she has an iPad. She can, she can watch, she primarily watches Netflix. She plays mm-hmm. a little on it, but she primarily watches Netflix. But, but whenever she's not using it, you know, it's, Try and look at a kid playing with Lego or, or drawing or playing with whatever and just see how deep a flow they can go into. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something that we should encourage them to do. So, you know, encourage your kid if they have a phone to put it away and just play and see what happens uh, and really practice this. It's, and, and, you know, many of the developers I know they, when they try to go into flow at work, they try to seek back to that childhood, you know, 16 hours days of programming or playing in the summer, in the holidays where you're just, I remember, you know, those summer days where you played and played and played until the sun went down at 10 p.m. And you've just been out all day and your chins are hurting from the sun and the wind and, and time has flown by and you've made a fire and I don't know, do some marshmallows or whatever, and you know, and the day just go by. And there's, there were, there were no computers when I was a kid. You know, I got my Commodore 64 when I was 12. So, so before that, I didn't have any computers and just, you could play and play and play. And that feeling of just being in deep, deep, you know, flow with what, with the surroundings, uh, is something that is valuable to kids because it's what creates happy memories. Um, but it's also a skill that, that is really valuable when you get over, that you are able to do something for a long period of time. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's something that's going to just get harder and harder as time goes by. You know, there's going to be more distractions, more distractions. And I think that it is an ever valuable skill to have. So, Hey, thank you so much, Anders. I just I just want to say thank you for sharing your passion of flow. Thank you for sharing all the resources. Um, I think this is a message that is so applicable in the workplace and in the, in the home, as you said. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find out more about us and sign up to receive updates at twocentdad.com. If you liked what you heard or just want to say hi, you can shoot me an email at mike at twocentdad.com. Please leave a review on iTunes if you like the show. It helps us to get the word out to the most people possible. The show is made possible through the support of EC Group International, building software teams since 1999.